Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. This episode, we go down under to Australia, mate. Not mainland Australia, though, but the island state of Tasmania. Mm. And we are going to learn all about their most iconic animal, the Tasmanian Devil. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that one coming, Dave, but yes, that is the uh, Tasmanian Devil right there. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Very good, actually. (laughs) They are very bizarre animals, but also really cool. And I learned a whole lot about them, and so will you. We have had several requests for the devils, so it seemed like a good choice. And we we haven't had a solo animal episode in quite a while, it seems like. Our last one was Wolverines, which seems like forever ago. Yeah. But So I think this is going to be a very fun episode. Right on. And we hope everyone enjoyed our last episodes covering the true crime tale of Night of the Grizzlies. It's a fascinating story, yeah. isn't it? It's, yeah. it's really cool. So be sure to go check that out if you haven't. Of course, there's two bear attacks in one night at Glacier National Park, both resulting in the deaths of 19-year-old women. So if, you, if you're into true crime especially, this is a great episode yeah. for you. But, uh, Dave, you and I did a bonus episode covering Fat Bear Week, of course. Yeah. Do you have an update uh, for everyone on the winner? Oh, did I not tell you? Oh, that was... Yeah, I do, then. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. It hadn't finished yet. We haven't... Yes. The winner of Fat Bear Week... 747. Oh, okay. I was a fat bear, all right. Oh, yeah. He couldn't even take <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to have a nice slumbering uh, hibernation. Yeah. It was it was against, um, remember, Holly won last Holly, year. Yeah. She got knocked out by Chunk. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And so it was between him and Chunk. Chunk was a funny one. It, it was, uh, most of the bears seemed more fuller, but Chunk, his belly was like dragging it's like a the beer ground, belly. Yeah, for a, it was big. Beer belly for a bear. It was big, yeah. So, but yeah, 747 beat him out. Okay. He just looked huge. But yeah, that was yeah, good. That was I'm glad fun that to was, follow. Yeah, it was fun to follow, so yeah. thank you for that. Uh, and we also, uh, Force of Nature listeners, we have some exciting news. We, we actually literally just finished being guests on another podcast. The podcast we will be on is called... Animals to the Max with Corbin Maxey. Uh, he's a great guy. Oh, yeah. We you, you yeah. got to meet him. I have actually listened to some of his episodes before, and then I sent him a message, and things just happened, and he's like, I, you guys got to be on my show. And so <laughs> we will. We we just recorded it. I think he'll put it out next week. Yeah. So um, some exciting news, and I'll talk more about it at the end. But, yeah. yeah, just to give you a quick update, some cool things are happening. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty fun. We. We just chatted a lot about uh, a lot. The, some of the cool stories we had on on the podcast yeah. here. Yeah, and we mentioned he didn't even know about Jim Corbett until we told him about him, and yeah. he, he's really impressed with the guy. Uh, it was Who it was really cool. It? So we'll be sure to let you know on our uh, social media when that's available on his podcast. Yeah, it, it should be really cool. Yeah. So as always, we are joined in the studio by everyone's favorite cheetah, Professor Cheetor. Matt, Dave, what the hell? I leave the studio to go to the bathroom for 50 minutes, and all of a sudden you are on another podcast and I am not invited? Well, I mean, yeah. I, maybe that was on purpose. It's a lot like the bathroom, you know, when you got a show, you got a show. It was kind of part of the deal. He said, no, Professor Cheetor. But... <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
and as always, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning into us. We've been doing really well. Like the force of nature is strong with us right now. <laughs> there you yeah, go. we're nice. doing we're, we're doing so awesome. It's really cool. Like two years ago, man, we were <laughs> we're just barely at a few hits, and now we're <laughs> doing a lot better. We're not exploding or anything, but it's really cool to see the numbers come in. Yeah, and especially the um, international numbers. I love seeing that. Yeah. I mean, we had like 50 hits from the UAE recently. Wow. So, I mean, do people in Dubai are listening to us. Nice. That makes you feel kind of cool, huh? Yeah. But yeah, it's really awesome. So thank you, everyone. And it's, if you, it's in- like every country that has that hits us, I'm like, oh, no, I want to go check that place out. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. And if there's yeah. no hits from that country, I'm not going there. <laughs> because maybe you have like one friend who will show you around in, yeah. in the country that, you, that we've had a hit from. Yeah. But uh, if you enjoy the show, something you can do to contribute is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you use. Give us a review. Give us five stars. You can say whatever you want. Say something you like about the show. Tell us uh, your favorite type of cheese. We don't care. But the ratings and reviews really help our podcast gain more attention and gain more listeners. Uh, they mean more than you think. Actually, go on there. Tell us your favorite animal favorite animal, or tell us what animal you're afraid of the most. Oh, yeah. I like all that kind of stuff. That's one of the things we talked about on the it is, yeah. uh, animals to the max. Yeah. yeah. And yours is obviously sharks. Uh-huh. Mine would be crocodiles. I got to go with yeah. that one. But, uh, yeah, good. when you give a review, say where you're from. Say say whatever you want. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. But it's the five stars really do help, guys. Okay. Yeah. So we are going to talk about these really interesting and bizarre animals. But first, I think it would be good to learn a bit about where they live. And that's Tasmania. And we got to go down under, mate, to Australia for this one. Down under. And I kind of feel like Tasmania is this unknown place. Like, people don't know anything about Tasmania. People have maybe have heard of it, but probably don't know much about it, other than the Tasmanian Devil. That's the, the For a broad audience, that's what all they know about Tasmania. Yeah. Do you know something about Tasmania? You put a microphone to someone's mouth and be like, oh, Tasmanian Devil? That's the first thing they're going to say. Yeah. People, I, I had a guy at work... And I, he's like, so what are you going to cover this week? I said, Tasmanian devil. First off, he's like, those are real? <laughs> Didn't even know about them. And then I, I was like. what the state animal is here. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, what, where? I was like, do you know where Tasmania is? And he's like, the Middle East? <laughs> he had no idea. And. He's not the only one. Multiple, lots of people didn't know where Tasmania was. Oh, wow. So one of them might be including your wife. So. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> my, yeah, my education uh, came from uh, Looney Tunes, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and uh, about a sixth grade, I think, from my sixth grade friends. So it's probably not really accurate. <laughs> well, uh, Tasmania, it is a real place, first off. It is an island about 150 miles to the southeastern part of mainland Australia. Now, Tasmania is not its own country, first off. Not its own country. Rather, it is a state of Australia. Australia consists of six proper states. You have New South Wales, which is where the biggest city is, Sydney. Uh, New New South Wales is the most populous state with over 8 million people. Which is roughly the population of Washington State, if you want to get an idea on that. Okay. Then Queensland in the northeast, uh, Brisbane is the largest city there. 
then uh, Victoria in the southeast, and that's where Melbourne is. You've probably heard about heard these cities before. Yeah, I think the capital there is Secret, right? I'll tell you. Just moment. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria Secret. Oh, okay. that's what you want. <laughs> 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 All right. Sorry, that was pretty dumb. Then uh, South Australia in the south, uh, Adelaide is the largest city there, and then Western Australia, the largest state, and the largest city is Perth. It's pretty desolate there, um, with eighty percent of the population in and around Perth alone. Yeah. So there's not much going on in Western Australia. Yeah. Although we do have a fan from there. Hey, I know, we, right we actually have quite a bit of listeners oh, there. Okay. One of our fans wants a t-shirt, so we got to send a t-shirt to a Western Australia. Oh, boy. I don't know how much that'll be, but that's really <laughs> we'll cool. We'll just have to hand deliver it. It's, right? <laughs> yeah, let's just go there. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you to our listener from there, yeah. of course, Adam. Uh, there's the, the, the last state is the island of Tasmania. But then there are actually three other territories. The Northern Territory, which is a big chunk of the whole country. It's mm-hmm. very big. But not a state, technically. Huh. And barely anybody lives there with only 245,000. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Which is uh, in a huge area, just to let you know. But then there is uh, Jervis Bay Territory. It's a very, very small on the eastern coast. There are only like two villages there. They're not even cities. They're like villages. Huh. It seems pretty strange, and I don't know what to compare it to. But uh, Then there is the Australian Capital Territory. It's a small area inside of New South Wales that has Australia's capital. Do you know what the capital is? Sydney. It's not, no. Oh, no, no. Uh, not Gold Coast. No, it's okay Gosh, if you don't know. It, I lost it. It's not because it, it's like, not, it, it's it, not it's, like you were saying it, it, with Victoria's Secret, it is kind of a secret. A lot of people don't know it. It's not the one that starts with the C, is it? Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> Why can't I think of the name now? Car- not Carberry. No, you're get, you're getting really close. What is that? Okay, you have to tell me. Uh, it's not Canberra. Canberra. Okay. It's C A N B E R R A. Even though I pronounce it like Canberra, but I don't. I don't know the proper way to say it. But Canberra, I believe, is how you say it. And I guess you can kind of compare the, that this area to Washington D.C. You okay. know how it's kind of its own territory, but not a state type of deal. Uh-huh. Well, that's what we'll compare it to. And like this is putting Australian politics, ge- uh, geographical policy, or the maps in. Uh, this is basically for dummies, because we're not expanding on it that much. But just to give you an idea, that's what I wanted to do. Okay. The total population of Australia is only 26 million people. Oh, wow. Which is a larger population than Florida, but smaller than Texas. Okay. So Texas has a bigger population than all of Australia. Wow. Uh, California is, or, um, yeah, Texas is the second most populated and California is the first most populated with 40 million. Okay. It may be shrinking due to current things going on there, but (laughs) who knows. And Australia is also the sixth largest country by size in the world. Hmm. Okay. And, but let's, let's talk about our topic, the state of Tasmania. It is actually the 26th largest island in the world. Oh, 
The whole island is over 26,000 square miles and is promoted as a natural state and protected areas of Tasmania cover around 42% of the, the whole island. Oh, wow. And this includes uh, national parks and world heritage sites. So there's a lot of nature there. Okay. And the island was permanently settled by Europeans in 1803. Hmm. Uh, the British Empire, to be okay. more specific. When the British arrived, there were around three to 7,000 Aboriginal natives that lived there in Tasmania. Uh-huh. And within 30 years, the natives were almost completely wiped out. Wow. Mostly through the spread of infectious diseases. That's what, you know, killed all the Native Americans in North Jeez. and South America as well. Most of it, like 90%. Uh, but also there were violent conflicts. Uh, sounds just like what happened in the Americas. But from 1825-1828, there was what is known as the Black War, where colonists fought the natives in a bloody war. Mm. Obviously, the colonists won. But nowadays, Tasmania has a population of around 540,000. Actually, more than I thought it would be. That, that really was more than I thought it would be, but still just a bit less than the state of Wyoming. The mm. least populated state in all of U.S. Yeah. Uh, so the state capital and largest city is Hobart. And about 45% of Tasmania lives near the capital. Okay. As you would kind of figure. Yeah. So Tasmania has a relatively cool climate compared to the rest of Australia. And the summer, which is in December, February. So you got to switch that around due to the southern hemisphere. Uh, it's normally around 70 to 75 degrees-ish. Sounds nice. June, August are the winter months, and some areas can get a good amount of snow with temperatures around 35-ish. Mm. Um, these are also the wettest months, so they got a good variation of different climates there. Yeah. And since Tasmania, and even Australia in general, is geographically and genetically isolated, they have some very unique plants and animals all over Australia. Yeah. Tasmania has very diverse vegetation, grasslands, alpine, temperate rainforests, lots of different ecosystems. And the animals on Tasmania are especially strange, to say the least. Like on the mainland, Tasmania is known for its marsupial mammals, right? Yeah. I'm going to quickly go over some unique animals there, okay? Okay. They have the wombat. Mm-hmm. That's a good name. I don't know. Wombat's a fun Wombat. word to say. Wombat. They are marsupials and look like big gophers, I think. Mm. They, they look they look like rodents, but they're not. And like so ugly, they're kind of cute. Uh-huh. That seems, yeah, same with like the devils when we get to them. They're so ugly that they're kind of cute. Okay. And they're herbivores that can get to like 50 pounds, which is bigger oh, than I wow. thought. And they are actually hunted by devils. Oh, wait. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. We'll get it more into the, the okay. feeding in a bit. But uh, kangaroos actually do live there. They're uh, the subspecies of the eastern gray kangaroo, which is okay. the second largest species of, of roo besides the red kangaroo. And we talked about them a bit way back in episode 22 uh, in our kangaroo episode. And we also actually learned something really important back then. Do you remember what it was? That uh, kangaroos are crazy? 
Sure, that is true, but it was also this song. Altogether now, tiny kangaroo down sport. Tiny kangaroo down. Tiny kangaroo down sport. Tiny kangaroo down. Well, it's been a long time, I think, since we've heard that song on the show. Thanks for getting that in my head again. <laughs> it's just one of those songs, huh? It's... Uh... All right. <laughs> you want me to continue, or do you want me to I'm play it tie again? You down. No, I just came back. <laughs> there is also the red-necked wallaby. Wallabies are like smaller kangaroos, to give you an idea. And then, like, there's even it goes kangaroo, wallaby, wallaroo. It's like the oh, level okay. of the level of roo, I guess you could say. Interesting. And there are two different species of bandicoot. What's a bandicoot? They're like rabbit-sized marsupials. Oh, interesting. And this species was the basis for the famous video game character, Crash Bandicoot. Oh, okay. They're, they're really weird, kind of odd-looking animals. This this island is full of just weird animals. <laughs> and there are several different possum species as well there. Okay. There's a weird animal called a, a patamelon, which looks like a rat kangaroo. Ew, it's very wow. strange, yeah. Uh, there are quolls, which are actually directly related to devils then they're they're like they're, they're also carnivorous they're like car- quolls are like carnivorous squirrel things this is starting to sound like something from uh, the dark crystal or... <laughs> yeah they're the animals here are weird do quolls and they got weird names quolls yeah. they're carnivorous carniv- carnivorous squirrel marsupials is what they are huh. so weird then oh okay we get to weird we haven't even oh, yeah. touched on a weird animal until we get to this one okay Dave. you know what a platypus is yeah yeah well it, it might be the strangest mammal on the planet a platypus is like if you mixed a beaver with an otter and then threw a duck bill on it <laughs> they are the strangest weirdest animals i've ever seen we actually talked about them briefly on our um, guest episode with uh, corbin maxi yeah but uh, to make them weirder, the males are venomous. That, that is weird. So weird. They have like a spur on the hind foot that can deliver venom. Jeez. And this is not a normal thing for mammals. Mammals don't have venom. That's no. very weird. Oh, <laughs> guess what, Dave? It gets weirder. They lay eggs. <laughs> like part of the definition of a mammal is that they give live births. Platypus says... I do what I want, bro. <laughs> they don't care. They are like science doesn't even know what to do with a platypus. They're so <laughs> weird. And I really think we might go more in depth in these things because they are so weird. And it, it it proves there is an exception to every rule out there in nature. Yeah. There really is. I think it's I think it should be nicknamed the scientist killer. That sounds like because. Uh, you know, it's so odd and weird. A scientist is going to be like, what the heck? I must approach this to see it. And then it will get you with this venomous thing. And they die and then they eat it. You know, <laughs> eat the scientist. So. <laughs> well, it's actually funny because there was a, a bit of a story where they, um, scientists didn't think they were real when they were brought oh, over. Yeah. Like when they were brought over to Europe, they uh-huh. were like, what is this? They literally thought this animal was sewn together with different animal parts. <laughs> scientists thought that in the 1800s. Scientists cry foul. <laughs> So that tells you how weird these animals are. Maybe we'll go in more in depth at them sometime, but they're super weird. All right, so another animal in Tasmania is called the little penguin. That's literally their name. Oh, yeah. Little penguin. Is it a little penguin? It's a very little penguin, but it also goes by the name fairy penguin. 
<laughs> nice. Uh, Does it, it fly then? <laughs> <laughs> it is the smallest of all penguins. Wow, what's the size? Uh, I don't know. I didn't get it. Uh, small. I, I I forgot. I didn't write it down. Oh, but okay. they um they are they're very cute though. I was gonna say that. I kind of want one. <laughs> and the, but they live mostly on Tasmania's surrounding islands, which there are many of. Oh, okay. Uh, there are many other animals on ta- on Tasmania, but those were the ones that I I wanted, really wanted to mention. Uh, however, there is one famous animal that used to live there, but went extinct in the 1930s. I've we've mentioned I've mentioned this multiple times on the show. This animal is the thylacine. Ring a bell? The thylacine, or the Tasmanian tiger. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's another animal I want to talk about more in depth sometime, but it it used to be the apex predator on the island. Hmm. They could get up to 50 pounds-ish, like a medium-sized dog, and they were um, very canine-like looking and had stripes on the back part of the body, like the butt area. Okay, I was trying to remember this now. That's why the kangaroos have no... Predator, because this one was gone. The ruse got dingoes. That's true. Well, yeah, they're not that great. No, they hunt. They hunt ruse. We'll have a dingo episode sometime, and we'll figure that out, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They were the largest carnivorous marsupials, but since they died out, that distinction goes to another species. But our our main topic of the episode, the most iconic of all Tasmanian animals. The Tasmanian Devil. Mm. And before we go any further, I want to play a clip. And this clip will kind of give you a look at what these little bastards sound like. Because it's... Well, find out for yourself. If you heard that sound and didn't know what it was, you might think it was the devil monster. That's how... Don't you think? That's a, yeah, it's that's a weird. crazy sound that they make. It's very, very disconcerting, I guess, uh, Yeah. to say the least. Like, if you heard that out in the bush and... Let's, yeah, let's say someone blindfolded you and walked you up close to this thing, <laughs> and then you hear that. What would, what would you imagine in your head? Think of that. What would you imagine? Or, yeah, like, and, or like, the world? what if you heard multiple of them? I'd, I'd think some weird pig thing or something. <laughs> weird pig me. thing. Yeah, like a giant warthog. <laughs> it's just gonna. Oh, maybe maybe a man bear pig. pig? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what a man bear pig is? Getting... A man bear pig is a real thing. <laughs> it's not a real thing. Uh, it was a South Park thing. Oh, I made a it's half man, half bear. And half pig. <laughs> They're ripping on Al Gore at the yeah, time. Half. Oh, okay. Got it. It, it was funny, but yeah. Well, it sounds like man bear pig. Is just as good. So, <laughs> well, yeah. We'll say the devil sounds like man bear pig. Nice. So their uh, their Latin name, Sarcophilius heresy. Sarcophilius heresy. Yes. That does sound devilish. It Sarc- does actually. Sarc- sounds like sarcophagus. Heresy. heresy. Yeah. Like a vampire. Do that in a deep voice. Sarcophilus heresy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so this translates to Harris's flesh lover. Whoa. 
Doesn't interesting. It kind of sounds weird, huh? Who's this Harris guy? Yeah, <laughs> well, his name is George Harris. <laughs> and he wrote the first published description of the Devils back in 1807. Oh, wow. Uh, then the name was given uh, in 1841. Oh. Early explorers of Tasmania had their first encounters with the devils by hearing its loud vocalization, uh, vocalizations at night. Just, mm, yeah, that we're, just what we were talking about. Yeah. It went by other names during this time, like Satanic Flesh Lover and, <laughs> and Bear Devil. Wow. I guess Sarcophilius means Flesh Lover. Okay. And at one point, it was actually almost named Beelzebub's. Oh. You know what that is? Beelzebub is a, a, um, like a, a false god in the Bible, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it's or a reference like to the devil. A, a religious figure who is a prince of hell mm. and an assistant to Satan. Oh, okay. But Beelzebub's pup, that's that's pretty hard to say and. I like Tasmanian Devil. It's just that's a yeah. good name. Just... Yeah. So Beelzebub's pup. Somehow it's got a little bit of a fluffiness to it, you know, like yeah. cute. It doesn't sound it, very. But sick yet thing. it's uh, yeah. So uh, Devil was always in its name at one in one way or another, and um, and the Devils are now the largest carnivores, carni- carnivorous marsupials in the world. Like I said, it was oh. the thylacine, but now it's the Devils. And they really aren't very big. The size of a small dog, like our, my brother has a pit, or not a pit bull, <laughs> has <laughs> a pug, pug yeah. a pug named Lola, and it's about pug sized. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is weird. Uh, males are a little bit bigger than females with a body length of around 25 inches. That's uh, 652 millimeters for you Aussies. <laughs> And they have a long tail, about 10 inches, or 258 millimeters. A male will weigh in around 18 pounds, is about average, something like that, or 8 kilograms. Females are around 13 pounds or 6 kilograms. They have a stocky, thick build with a large head and a long tail. They, They have like a low center of mass, low center of gravity. And their fur is usually black, and most of them have a white patch on their chest, which kind of reminds me of black bears, Asiatic and American, yeah. and they often have a sim- some kind of a white patch on their chest. Yeah. And devils are fine. Are uh, they're sorry? They're fully grown at two years old, and very few devils live longer than five years. Huh? Isn't that possibly? That's really not long, huh? No. And possibly the longest-lived devil recorded was a male named Kula that lived in the Cincinnati Zoo and lived for seven years. So they have a very short lifespan. I found that very interesting. I was not expecting so short. Yeah. Five years? Yeah. And I was not expecting Cincinnati to hold the highest (laughs) living one. (laughs) Yeah, Cincinnati, maybe not not the best place. (laughs) They, They also have an anal scent gland that... Produces a very um, pungent scent. Like a skunk? Sounds very similar to like mustelids, actually, like badgers and okay. uh, weasels and okay. like wolverines. Not as bad as a skunk, uh, but I would say it's similar to that. Okay. And so this is pretty cool. Uh, their jaws open up to 75, 80 degrees. 
So oh, wow. they can open it really wide, which allows them to uh, generate a large amount of power to tear meat and crush bones. Sounds like they could play Hungry Hippo or something, you know? Well, they definitely could because uh, they actually, pound for pound, Dave, they have the most powerful bite oh, of boy. any living mammalian carnivore. Okay. Pound for pound, of course, but that's pretty impressive. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I was starting to get a little weird or a little... Uh... Unsure as to why this thing is called a devil, and it's it's eighteen pounds of fur. And it's like okay, and it's got the most powerful pound <laughs> bite per pound. Yeah, uh. Uh, pound for pound for the size wise. But yeah, isn't that interesting and kind of cool? And yeah. I that's something I did not know. Yeah. Uh, their teeth and jaws resemble those of hyenas. Okay, so it kind of makes a little more sense. Hyenas yeah. have a very strong bite. Devil devils are kind of like mini hyena bears, I think. That's weird, huh? Mini hyena. I think that kind of fits, yeah. actually. And they also have long whiskers that help them forage in the dark, but their primary senses are hearing and then smell. Okay. Uh, their smell has a range of around one kilometer or 0.6 miles. Mm. I'm just showing off my metric <laughs> system knowledge at the moment because we're not going to be using it again unless it's in Australia. Yeah. And they are most active during the nighttime as well as dusk and dawn. Uh, normally spend their days in a dense brush or in a den, but they'll, they'll still go out in the day, so that's it's depends. They can be okay. out at any time. Young devils are pretty good at climbing trees, but this skill lessens as they get older and grow up. Surprisingly, they actually are pretty decent swimmers as well. They oh. can swim through rivers and everything. Wow. And they are found in all habitats in Tasmania, found all over the island. Okay. So classically, they were considered solitary animals, and their social interactions were very poorly understood. But it is believed that they do interact with each other. Sometimes they eat with each other, sharing a meal, and they are also known to defecate in a communal location. Oh, wow. Very strange, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I didn't. I couldn't find it. Huh. But for the most part, they seem to keep to themselves mostly. They do okay. interact, but keep to themselves. They remind me a bit of like Komodo dragons. All right. In that sense, like they they all share this island, but they keep uh -huh. to themselves unless there's feeding or mating to do. Okay. But um, well, yeah, and to keep to themselves, but that's like different during the mating season. Dave, what do you say we cover your favorite topic? Uh, okay. And that's animals mating. <laughs> that is your favorite part of the show, right? Yeah. Or is it animal penises? <laughs> because I got that too. You ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. I guess <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. Okay. I guess. <laughs> well, it's very strange. It's very weird. Uh, I can't even begin to explain how weird this is. Another weird thing, huh? Devils have triangular shaped penises. Wow. That they are able to shoot into the female, the penis then falls off and stays inside the female's vagina. It continues thrusting like a dildo or sex toy. Wow. Once it ejaculates, it falls out of the vagina. Uh, and it's very triangular shaped. Uh, the male follows the female through this whole process. And once his penis falls out, he's able to reattach it. Oh my goodness. Have you ever heard of anything like that? No. Because nothing like that actually exists. I made that whole thing up. <laughs> <laughs> I 
say what the heck? <laughs> I had you for a moment. Doesn't that sound like bizarrely weird? Yeah. Well, I made it up. So. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> I, just had... like you made up platypuses, right? No, I did <laughs> not make up a platypus. <laughs> I actually know nothing about the Tasmanian devil penis. So. Oh, okay. But <laughs> I wonder if I got couldn't get close enough, Matt. You... Uh, no, I didn't want to. I wonder if I got anybody. Yet. I wonder if I got any of our listeners to fall for that one. Like, <laughs> it sounded too weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope I I got a couple well, people on set, that one. I mean, you set it up with all these weird things, all these weird animals. I'm getting good at this, Dave. <laughs> all right. But in order for a male to score with a female, he has to fight off other males. And once he successfully gets with a female, they will stand guard so no other male will come by. Oh, like, literally stand okay. guard. Basically keeping the female in custody. Oh. So they don't get with another dude. <laughs> they really do that. This, it, you know, it kind of reminds me of, like, Jersey Shore. <laughs> there you go. And devils are far from monogamous. Uh, if a male gets another shot with a female, he will definitely take it. <laughs> And same goes for the female. It's, they'll sometimes they'll sneak off and try to get with another dude. Boy, this does sound like Jersey. This Shore. is Jersey Shore, like yes. <laughs> hey, keep walking, pal. <laughs> keep walking, pal. Get out of here, huh? <laughs> hey, baby, how you doing? How you come over here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and when they do, uh, they when they do mate, they like it rough. Oh boy. A uh, male has to physically force his mate into submission. Huh. And if the female doesn't want the male, she will fight back viciously. Oh, wow. Like sometimes if this male, if she doesn't think this male is superior enough or has the right genetics, she will not have it. Huh. But if she does like the male, she'll fight back, but then be like, oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay you nice. can have me now. <laughs> yeah, Jersey Shore-ish, yeah. Yeah, very Jersey Shore-like. <laughs> and, but then add some like BDSM stuff to it as well. <laughs> Uh, like what goes down in the Tasmanian devil dens. Uh, what goes down, Dan Under? <laughs> yes, some BDSM stuff does. So, uh, that's um, devil sex for you, just in case you were wondering. Uh, Dave, I knew you. that's your favorite thing to learn about, so you're welcome. Uh, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> okay, so once a female is pregnant, she has multiple pups or joeys. They can go by either name. Oh. Uh <clears throat> gestation only lasts around 21 days. And as with marsupials, the newborns live inside the mother's pouch. But competition between the tiny newborns is fierce. Mm. The mother only has four nipples. So a lot of the uh, pups don't survive. Oh boy. How many does she usually have? It was, I got varied. Um, I, I couldn't figure that properly out, but okay. de- definitely more than four. Oh, okay. So only four can survive. That's all the nipples she has. There could be only four. Yeah. Uh, inside the pouch, they develop quickly on mother's milk. Uh, after around 100 days, they leave the pouch only weighing seven ounces or 200 wow. grams. <laughs> they then remain in the den for around three months. And at around nine months, they are on their own. Pretty quick process, yeah. say I would say. Pretty interesting stuff, but let's now talk about some of their feeding habits. Okay. The devils are actually more scavengers than they are hunters. Okay. They are opportunistic hunters and are capable of taking down a small kangaroo. Hmm. They kind of remind me of wolverines in that aspect. Oh, Remember okay. we talked about wolverines? Wolverines could take down a deer. 
Isn't that weird? Tasmanian devils could take down a small room. Yeah, that is weird. Wow. Probably their favorite food is wombats. Okay. Uh, they're fairly easy to take down, apparently, and of high fat content. Hmm. But they will eat whatever is around. Birds, fish, rodents, insects, frogs, reptiles, even some fruit. Huh. Uh, they have been known to prey on domestic animals like sheep, especially like young or wounded ones. Oh, okay. So devils aren't particularly fast runners. They, they do okay, but not especially speedy. So they have a hard time hunting wallabies and rabbits. Okay. And ruse. But, I mean, sometimes maybe they could get one. They are uh, also known to dig up corpses of dead animals. Oh, wow. Sometimes when they eat, it becomes a social event. And I mentioned this earlier, but this is unique for solitary carnivores. But if it's a big animal that they're feeding on, you can get up to maybe a dozen devils feeding on it at the same time. Oh, wow. This is mostly when they use those devil-like vocalizations. This is when mm. you hear that a lot of the time. And it's a it's a loud social event that can be heard kilometers away. Oh, Imagine wow. having a dozen devils making that sound at oh, once. That would be crazy. Uh, they use these uh, vocalizations to establish dominance at the dinner table. <laughs> no, I get the gizzard. <laughs> and uh, fighting does occur, though, but... They not as much because the um, vocalizations are what does it. You know, the louder you are, the more intimidating you are, oh, the less okay. you want to fight. Kind of like Jersey Shore. <laughs> 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 Who can be the loudest, right? <laughs> you win. Uh, uh, when fighting, they stand on their hind legs and push each other, like sumo wrestling. It's kind of oh, like. okay. But they also bite each other, and this goes for breeding fights as well. So when they fight, they are nipping at each other. They can okay. be they, sometimes they can be pretty bloody afterwards. Hmm. But I will say that the their bark is harder than their bite because that sound makes you think something absolutely nuts is out there, and yeah. it's not as much as you, you would think. Yeah. So when the thylacine was around, they they were the apex predators on the island. The devils were second. And the thylacine would steal kills and eat young devils. Mm-hmm. But now the devils are number one. Okay. So, so let's now go over their population and conservation status. Let's go over our conservation scale. We haven't been we haven't been yeah. to the scale in a long time. If you remember, it's a seven point scale, one being extinct, seven being of least concern. So seven is the best, one is the worst. The devils are at, what do you think? Gee, I don't know, because they're only one area. Uh, I'll say five. It's a four. Oh, okay. They Meaning that they are endangered. Oh. And I'm going to tell you why. Let's kind of go over their population history. Okay. When European settlers came, they actively killed and even ate devils. Huh. They were described as tasting similar to veal. Okay. I don't know. I've never eaten one. (laughs) Uh, Settlers also believed devils would kill livestock. Later, research uh, uh, contended that most livestock deaths were from poor land management and feral dogs. Oh. This was like 1830s-ish. 
And then over the next hundred years, they were hunted, trapped, and poisoned near to the brink of extinction. But after the extinction of the thylacine in 1936, more awareness was known. Like, we just killed the thylacine, guys. Let's not do that to anything else. And then in 1941, the devils became officially protected. And the population slowly recovered and did pretty well for the next several decades. So first, I gotta. This is what we gotta talk about next. Uh, first scene in 1996, devil populations are being devastated by something called DFTD, devil facial tumor disease. What? Yeah. Wow. The disease is an example of transmissible cancer which means that it is contagious and passed from devil to devil. Wow, that is interesting. It's really bad, too. It come, it causes tumors to form in and around the mouth and face, oh. just all over the face, um, interfering with feeding, causing starvation, and they die. Oh. It's, it's, it's a really nasty thing. This is that would be. not something you want. Fa- tumor, or, tumors on your face, bro. Oh. That doesn't sound good. That's not like Jersey Shore. (laughs) Yeah. Or is it? No. Okay. Maybe not on the face, but (laughs) some diseases. Not your bicep. I'd love to have a tumor on my bicep. (laughs) Uh, This disease has been really bad for the devils. In some areas, have seen an 80% decline in devil populations. Hmm. It's, It's really been bad for them in the last 20 or so years. Within recent years, a lot is being done to help the devil's population from this disease. So if a devil is seen in the wild with this disease, it is removed to help uh, so it won't spread. Oh, probably puts it out of its misery too, so it doesn't starve. It's got to, yeah. There are many programs to help uh, the devils, help save the devils, including research for a vaccine. In 2017, it was reported that scientists have, for the first time treated devils that were suffering from the disease by injecting live cancer cells into the infected devils to make their immune systems recognize the disease and fight it off. In a breakthrough, which is hoped to um, speed up development for a vaccine, um, they want to be able to administer it in the wild. Huh. That gives you an idea, if you're into that, what That's they've been doing. Uh, I mean, hopefully this terrible disease can go away. Yeah. But for now, it's really doing a number on the devils. Um, way worse than, say, COVID is on <laughs> us. But this is a really bad disease. Poor little devils. Poor little devils. That's right. So now I want to talk about kind of a brand new story that just, not just came out, but it's been out for a little bit of this year. It's a, it's a big coincidence and worked out extremely well for us. Cause I had no idea. Mm. And then something brand new came out about it like last week. But yeah, I had, uh, and I had already decided that we would do the devils. So this was just a nice coincidence here. And uh, um, actually Corbin Maxey mentioned it on when we were doing his show, but just this year for the first time in about 3000 years, the devils now reside on mainland Australia. Well, they're going to spread them, huh? Yeah, they're trying to. Well, they're, yeah, they're oh trying boy. to spread them. A conservation group called Aussie Ark worked with other animal groups to release devils into a 1,000-acre fenced sanctuary. Uh, back in March, 15 devils were released, and 
after signs of them doing very well, 11 more were released in September. So mm. they just released a few more. And they also live free of the disease, which okay. is what they're trying to do. And they've also been um, sending Taz Devils to um, more zoos in recent years just to oh, kind of okay. keep population alive and out of some of those um, uh, disease-ridden areas. So did they used to live in Australia and were wiped out there? Or? Yes. Okay. Did I not mention that? I don't, I don't, I don't know if I did remember. or not. But yes, they did used to live on mainland Australia. Okay. But it was like a couple thousand years ago. Oh, okay. And it's either believed that humans or dingoes made them leave. Probably oh. a combination of both, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Um, it's <clears throat> it's estimated that before the disease, there were around 150,000 devils in Tasmania. But over the last two decades, the disease knocked them down to only around 25,000. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a huge drop. Yeah. So this program was put into place in order to help them protect the devils. So a pretty cool story, um, and hopefully it continues to work out for them. This yeah. disease, I can't say enough how bad it is for the devils. Jeez, yeah. Puts the coronavirus to shame. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. How would you like to have that going that, that going around? Uh, no. Getting tumors on your face? Be sure to wear a mask then. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny, dude. That would make me laugh. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the devil's relationship with humans, and as well as pop culture. Okay. First, devils are not dangerous to humans. I got to say that. They don't attack people and try to avoid us. Mm. So no attack stories. I mean, you could possibly get bit or scratched if you tried to pick one up. And sometimes people have tried to use them as pets. They don't make good pets. <laughs> They're not good pets. But they have been known to be good cuddlers at some times. Interesting. But in in general, don't have a devil as a pet. <laughs> um, back in uh, New South Wales in 1970, a male human skeleton was excavated and this person was wearing a necklace, and this necklace had around 178 devil teeth. Oh, wow. So this was found on the mainland Australia. Huh. This skeleton was estimated to be around 7,000 years old. Wow. Kind of cool. Yeah. So this kind of uh, proves that people were a part of hunting devils back thousands mm. of years ago. So that kind of answers your question yeah. a little bit. Interesting. And the devils are popular with tourists after studies showed that devils were often the only things known about Tasmania. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So They're the devil like, we have the best cheese in the world here. Uh, actually. What about these devils? <laughs> actually, I totally forgot to write this down. I'm glad you said something. Uh, Tasmania is also known for apples. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> something I read. It was surprising. Huh. Um, so the devils are kind of the centerpiece of marketing efforts for Tasmanian tourism. Makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. The uh, devils are easily the most iconic part of Tasmania, I would in general. Yeah. And the devil is used as the emblem of the Tasmanian National Parks and Wildlife Services. Also, uh, the Tasmanian Australian Rules football team, they were the devils. Uh -huh. I guess they're defunct now, but... Also, the Hobart Devils, and they're an Australian basketball team. And Devils have appeared on several coins in Australia over the years. Huh. 
So, and then also Cascade Brewery in Tasmania sells a ginger beer with a devil on the label. Oh, okay. They can do that. That's there in Tasmania. I'm not a big fan of ginger beer. I was looking at the beer I'm drinking right now. It's actually a seltzer. Dude, I've gotten to these seltzers. They're like really big right now. Oh, they're yeah. really good and they're only 90 calories and I like them. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about some famous Tasmanian devil characters. Just talk about a few. Okay. Or actually, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that in 2015, the devil was officially cho- chosen as Tasmania's state emblem. So it's pretty big. Okay. All right, so a couple characters, just a, just a couple. So there is a DC comic superhero named Tasmanian Devil. Oh, really? Yeah. He's a member of the Global Guardians team. I've never huh. heard of it. Me neither. He can turn into a large Tasmanian devil, kind of like a like a werewolf. I would. Oh, okay. Similar to that. I didn't read up anymore. He didn't seem that interesting. Hmm. But then there is this guy is interesting. I really like him. This is a pro wrestler that goes by the name Taz. Oh yeah. He is cool, and I've always liked him. He was big back in the mid nineties. Hmm. He was he was with ECW. Oh, okay. Do you remember ECW? Yeah. Yeah, they were based in Philadelphia, I oh, believe. Okay. And he, he was given the nickname the Human Suplex Machine. <laughs> and he, he was a short, stocky guy. He was only like 5'8", but he was built really big. And uh-huh. he would hit, So he had a low center of gravity, which helped him suplex larger dudes. Oh, right on. And so, yeah, the Human Suplex Machine, I don't remember that. And he, his finishing move, though, was called the Tasmission. Oh, nice. A submission move, like kind of like a rear naked choke, I think. I can't oh, remember. Okay. And then in the 2000s, he was oh, a commentator for WWE on SmackDown. Oh, okay. For years and years. That's when I first started watching, like 2000. Oh, I know the guy then. Yeah. yeah. Bald, kind of bald. Yeah, he's bald. Yeah, everything about him he looks wore round. Sungla- yeah, everything yeah. looks round. Yeah. yeah. He wore sunglasses. He got a great voice. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's who I'm talking about. Okay. He had he had some kind of injury like in two thousand one, so he stopped. Oh. But he he kept he was really good on uh, commentary and yeah he was on SmackDown for years. That right when I started watching, I was like this guy's really cool. And actually, uh, he is um, he's still a commentator, but now on AEW. You What's know, that? I that's don't the know new that one. that's the new brand that's on oh, TNT on Wednesdays. Okay. All Elite Wrestling. It's brand oh, okay. new, but it has a lot of the crossover between WWE and the guys. Okay. Uh, he was always a cool and badass. He he wore black and orange, and he, he'd come out with a towel on his head and with really cool music. Huh. Uh, he, he was really cool, and but he, he had the the fer, uh, ferocity of a devil is what they oh, were, okay. was what they were originally going with. They almost made him be like Australian from Tasmania, but oh, they yeah. kind of didn't do that. Oh. So he, they just gave him the name <laughs> Taz. Is a good name, so that's what they were going for. Then, of course, we have the most famous Taz Devil character, and that's, of course, the Looney Tune character, Taz. With one Z, by the way. Oh, is uh, it different than the other spelling? It's either T-A-Z-Z or oh, T-A-Z. I see what you mean. okay. Both the wrestler Taz and this Taz won't go T-A-Z. Okay. Uh, and uh, Taz meaning Devil's always been good in Looney Tunes. He was actually created in 1954, but then in six, 1964, they retired him. I wonder why. They retired his character. And he wasn't brought back till the 90s. 
Oh, wow. Well, and this is when the 90s is when he became really popular. And I remember him from the movie Space Jam. That was a huge uh-huh. hit in the 90s. Yeah. And I'm, with me as a kid, I watched that constantly. And I, I loved Taz in that. I don't know yeah. why. But Space Jam is the movie with Michael Jordan. You've seen it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I heard they were going to make a new one. Are they really? And make one. Who's it going to be with? LeBron James? Yeah, I think so. Makes sense. Yeah, he, he's he's done acting before. He's all yeah. right. He could do it. Uh, but anyway, in the 90s is when I got into Looney Tunes. And I remember going to like Blockbuster uh-huh. and like renting VHS Looney Tune tapes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched, I watched the Looney Tunes stuff. I wonder if they stopped because maybe I wonder if his voice was just too hard on Mel. Mel, Mel uh, Blank, because he was doing all the character voicing. Oh, he did all of the voices oh, yeah, for he did, the Looney Tunes? He did, uh, yeah, Yosemite Sam, Don, <laughs> uh, not Donald Duck, what's the duck? Daffy. Daffy Duck, uh, Bugs Bunny, he did them all. Oh, okay. So maybe I didn't know that. was too hard on the, you know, so he's like, I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, it's that's crazy. <laughs> but, um... <clears throat> Tasmanian devils were the inspiration for the character, even though they don't share too much in common in actuality. Like Taz is brown, but the devils are black. Uh-huh. They just worked with what they had, I guess. <laughs> and Taz, Taz on the show, he could like turn into a whirlwind, mini tornado, yeah. like go through trees and stuff. Yeah. He was a good character. I remember. Yeah. I remember one episode they had like a lady Taz. Uh huh. And she was wearing like a just a skirt. That's it. No top or anything. I can't remember. I think that's what I I remember. With lipstick. Yeah, with lipstick. So yeah. you knew. <laughs> but yeah, the Tasmanian Devil from Looney Tunes is an iconic character, and probably yeah. the way you, everybody associates with uh, the actual Tasmanian Devils. Yeah. All right, so Dave, I think I've covered everything I want to. So I, that is going to wrap up the episode. Ooh. I hope you and everyone enjoyed listening to some cool things, and hopefully you learned a yeah. Hope you learned a few new things about the, these really bizarre but very cool animals with triangular penises. No, they <laughs> wait. Wait, is that part real or no? That part is not real. Okay, <laughs> but I, I sure learned a lot about them doing my research. It was a lot of fun. Um, as for next episode, could be anything. I have not decided yet, so we'll find out next time. Oh, okay. I really don't know. Um, but yes, we, we do have some cool new announcements to make. Uh, we made friends with a guy from another animal-related podcast named Corbin Maxi. He has a podcast named Animals to the Max. And I actually had listened to his show multiple times over the last few months whenever I saw a cool topic, like he had a one on jaguars in Arizona. Oh, nice. Uh, what was another one? Uh, yeah, he had several of them that I really liked. And then he came out with one recently about they wanted to do like a Halloween-ish special. Uh-huh. So they, we, they talked about man-eaters. Okay. Man-eating animals. So he had some people on and they talked about that. It was pretty good, but they talked about the lines of Savo, Gustav the Crocodile, um, the USS Indianapolis, and a few uh-huh. other things. But I was like, they didn't even mention Jim Corbett in the show. So I got on Instagram, found him, and I sent him a nice message, as he said. Mm-hmm. I sent him a message like, hey, you need to, I'm with this podcast, and we should, you should look into Jim Corbett's stories, because he, the true man-eaters of that. And yeah. He messaged me back. I was like, dude, I love your show. Do you want to collaborate? And so 
Yeah, we literally, like an hour ago, we recorded an episode with him. It's called Animals to the Max, and we will be on that. I think he'll release it soon. And I'll let everybody know on our social media when that is. But it's really cool that we yeah. were on there. He has a he has a bigger audience than we do, so hopefully we get some people moving all Nova. <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys can go to go to his. I mean, I don't care as much, but <laughs> we want you over here. No. <laughs> go check out. He's got a great podcast if you like learning about animals, for sure. Yeah. So. So go ahead and do, he he has like proper guests on his show like real scientists and real <laughs> <laughs> real experts on animals and we we were like we're not experts man we have animal experts such as Professor Cheetor yeah <laughs> if we count a two foot tall plush cheetah as an expert we're in trouble <laughs> but yeah definitely it's, it was really cool being on a show so go and check that out we'll or I'll let you know when you can check that out okay it, it was a lot of fun yeah oh and also. Want to say that we still have t-shirts? Yeah, yeah. bit of merch. Our t-shirts are dope looking. Yeah, I am. Dave's wearing his right now, and I'm, it, it, his, it just makes his arms look good. But it really <laughs> is a nice shirt, and yeah. we have had some people pre-order them, and we're not doing it like through a website because they would just take eighty percent of anything that we we're not, we're not making much off these anyway. Yeah. Like not much at all. Yeah. So we didn't want to do that. So we're going to be doing it directly. You're Gonna be doing it through me. I haven't sent Dave. I haven't sent anything in the mail. I don't think in my adult life. Oh man, Matt. I don't. Yeah, this Should is I not thing. have said that? Yeah. I never had to. Oh, now, you so, got, now you got some reasons. I've got some reasons to now. Yeah. So um, some people have ordered them online. We've got several of them. Um, I think we've got every size still left, except for maybe XL. We're out of the XL? Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to get more, though, soon, but for, as of now. Okay. So, yeah, go ahead and um, pre-order T-shirts. What you can do is uh, you'll need to send us a message, either through Facebook or Instagram, and uh, do do a private message so you're not sending your address yeah. to lots, to six other people who listen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, yeah, message us with your name and your address. Um the t-shirts are $24 plus shipping and they're really cool, cool and nice shirts. I designed them myself. So if you want to reach out to us and get one, please do so. They're, yeah. they're really cool. And I look forward to sending them out. And David, we have a couple shout outs to give. Oh, right on. First, we want to thank shorty 67 shorty 67. They said they were listening to the Narwhal episode again and really liked it. Nice. Narwhal, Narwhal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll get the kangaroo song out of my head. <laughs> That's, yeah. I don't know if it's any better. Switch though. one for the other. Yeah. Which one is worse? <laughs> and they also say that we are a great show that allows them to learn, laugh, and enjoy. Oh, right on. I like that saying. Yeah. I'm going to steal that saying for other things. <laughs> there you go. But thank you very much. We appreciate it. And another five-star review comes from Corbin Maxi himself. Corbin Maxi. Uh, should I do Corbin Maxi? Yeah, I like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was great to work with. So thanks again. Oh, you need to give him one. He yeah. said specifically you. He did. Yeah. He didn't say me. He said you. <laughs> so you need to give him a review. Do you have? You don't have an iPhone though, do you? No, you don't need an iPhone, do you? Yeah. Is it only ah? You're going to have to find a buddy who's got iTunes, or you can do it on your computer. Yeah. yeah. You can get Apple. that's true. Okay. iTunes on your computer. All right. We got to figure it out. (laughs) But yeah, only like iTunes people or Apple people can use iTunes, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if uh, iTunes people, I don't know if Apple people can use Spotify. 
Oh, that's interesting. I, I don't know. That's possibly. I can't remember. Huh. But, uh, yeah, all of our iTunes reviews come from Apple people. Spotify, you can't yeah. rate and review. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It kind of sucks. But we do okay. It's all right. But, yeah. And so, Dave, if uh, people want to reach out and uh, help, help the podcast out, what can they do for us? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. It really helps us, helps build us up, helps us gain more attention, more listeners. If you want to become a more awesome person and help uh, donate to the show and, you know, give the devil his due, you can donate. <laughs> nice. Good one. You're so good at that. <laughs> yes, please. You can go to PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com or on Venmo on my personal account, Matthew-Hamilton-51. Um, and that's how, also how you would pay for T-shirts as well. Yeah, is through those. Yeah. Um, all the info is in the description below. And to all the listeners, feel free to contact us if you ever want to. Uh, we had a, I had a lot of people contacting me this last few days over that cougar. Oh yeah, that uh, cougar viral video that happened just like an hour away from where yeah. we are right now in Provo Canyon. Yeah, multiple people are like, "Have you seen this yet?" Like, guys, like I, you know. This is kind of what I do. Of course I saw it. <laughs> but I appreciate everybody. Guys, guys, down. Come on. Oh, yeah, of course I saw it. But, um, oh, and if you want to, go to Animals to the Max, because he actually interviewed the guy in the video. Yeah, isn't that cool? That was yeah. so quick, too. Yeah, it was. And so he did it, so I don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to go reach out to that cougar guy and try to find him, because it's already been done. Because I had a lot of friends who were like, you should, you need to interview this guy. Oh, so, okay. He, uh, Corbin Max, Maxie already did, so it's all right. <laughs> but yes, uh, if you want to reach out to us, tell us a cool animal story. Tell us whatever you want. It would be great. You can email us or message us on Facebook or Instagram. And also, help, uh, help us grow by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. We're on all the platforms we need to be on. Whew, I feel like I've done a lot of talking in the last couple <laughs> hours. Uh, Dave, do you have anything to add? No, I'm good. All right. How about you, Professor? Well, it's actually very interesting. So I used to date a young lady back in Oxford. A young lady cheater. She liked it like a Tasmanian devil in the bedroom. <laughs> she liked it rough. Oh, okay. Didn't wow. really need to know that. We have kids that listen, so thanks for that. <laughs> I mean, I did tell them about a penis, a triangular penis of a devil that falls off, that which is not true. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, this is Force of Nature podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up, and we will see you next time. Bye.